0: welcome back for another week so the heavy heart that i give this year i i had hoped to record over chalmoid but chalmoid was so busy with family time was so beautiful so wonderful and i figured Antiv i would record and everything would be great little did i know that i would wake up on pastora morning to the sound of explosions in the background and then as the day unfolded, see and hear what was going on in Eretz Israel. And so it's uh, the second day in Chutzlah, Eretz here in Israel. It's Yisru And and uh, the shir has to go on. So it is recording, and uh, my tefillos and our learning is dedicated for a before for all those in need. And hopefully, all those that were captured will be returned safely. And uh, the Jewish people should see peace in Eretz Yisrael. The Karov. Our learning is dedicated to Lina Shmuel Lucy May and Rina D. Our full-year sponsors: A complete Refuel for all cholim. Naomi and Yitzhak Hollander, in memory of Chana Malka Bas David, and refuah shleimah for Rachel Mary Rivka by Michelle and Gary Friedman anonymously, and Spotify is a for all those injured in Eretz Yisrael. for and for all those in need. Okay, what's next? We we see we saw Shimshon and we saw Shimshon's fate. fate. We saw how it all ended. And we kind of wonder how is it going to go from there. And I, I ruined it last week because I did say it's not going to get better. It's only going to get it's only going to get worse. And next up really is that hang in there. It's going to get worse. So let's start with pasuk aleph, the beginning of parak Yud Zayin. There is there is a man from Arifrayim, and his name is Mihayu. We're going to call him Mihah in the end. The mepharshim do suggest that perhaps he's called Micha eventually, but michaio is his, his name is as a youth. It's his, his kid name. He's from Harifrim. It's up north, north of Yerushalayim in the Shilo area. Harifrim is not so small; it actually runs quite a bit. So, not exactly sure where in Harifrim he is from. But we have this man. He's from Harifrim. His name is Michayahu. Byomer Limo. He says, "His mom, it's a very uncomfortable conversation he has." He says, "Ma'am, you know the eleven 1, hundred pieces of silver that were taken from you, and you cursed the person that that took them, and you even whispered in my ears that I know that the money is with you. Why do I have the money?" Here it is. And his mother says, Baruch Bani Hashem, you're blessed. Why does he say, she say, Baruch Bani Hashem? Because his whole fear is, what am I going to do? Ba'atalit, you cursed me. So he, she says, no, 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 my son, thank you for coming clean. I appreciate it. And you know what? Baruch Bani Hashem, you are blessed. So the question is, what's the deal with this 1,100 sil- pieces of silver? Now, what's amazing, what's amazing is that if you were to learn this parrot by itself, you would think, okay, 1,100 pieces of silver, fine. But when you learn this parrot, having just learned the previous parrot in depth, with understanding, we know that 1,100 pieces of silver is what the Klistim offered the lila for Shimshon. Now, what's amazing is if you look throughout all of Tanakh, there are only two cases of 1,100 pieces of silver, and that's these two stories. And the two stories are back to back from each other. Says the Chom HaTanakh, it was actually the standard amount of money that was something significant. If you wanted to talk about real money, it was 11, 1,100 110 shekel and that's why the sarni police them offered that to the so he the ganav maybe the gana actually returned the money to micha and he gave it to the mother his mother why because he didn't want her to know who it was there, there's a, a story of a man who Years, years later, tell Peyat about having stolen something from an archaeological site. He stole a cannonball. I say, you don't want to go back with it. So what does he do? He gives it to his friend and he says, do me a favor. I want you to take it to this uh, to the Israeli government. Give it back to them and tell them that you're friend. And usually when it's your friend, we know it's not really your friend. But why, does, why do people do that? Because he's embarrassed. So that's one possibility. Of course, the other possibility is that actually he's the one who stole it. Which should just give you a, a sense of who we're dealing with. Micha, Micha, is not such an impressive person. So what happens? He returns the 1,100 pieces of silver to his mother. He says, listen, it's amazing. I was makdish this money. I consecrated this money to God. And I'm going to make a pestle in my secha. And now, and, and now, I'm going to give it back. So, what in, what in the world is going on here? Seems like she thought the money was lost. So, when she thought the money was lost, she promised it to God. I, I, I might have said this before. So, if I did, I apologize. But often, when the lottery is very large, um, when I used to live in America, I would buy a lottery ticket. But I would actually not buy one. would buy two. And the reason I bought two was I, I said, listen, you know what, God, I'll make a deal. I'm buying two tickets. One of the tickets, 90% is mine, 10% is yours. Master. But in the other case, 90% is yours, and you give me master 10%. Why? Because, you know, listen, I could be very generous. The question is, what if I won? On the ticket that was 90% God, 10% me. But I'd be like, well, you know, actually, God, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. Was that really your ticket? Was it my ticket? Do you really even need that much? Why, 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 why? So let's hold that on the back burner. But she said, listen, God, I'll give it to you. Why? Because she thought it was lost. Before we go in any further in this story, I want to take a look at the timeline of when did this happen? When did the Pesa the story of Micha and the next story of the people of Dan and the third story that we're gonna learn, which is the story of Pilagash Begiva, the next five prokim, five weeks that so we're gonna to learn together? When did they happen? So it says Rashi, he Ish <laughs> yeah, she says, even though it's in the end, it's the end of the safer, and nonetheless, it takes place at the beginning of Shovti. in the end, of the safer, so the for all the time that the house that the the mikdash the mishkan was in Shilo Pesel Micha existed that would be the reason why it would have to be longer and bilagish begiva they the when they're walking along the way they don't want to go to Yerushalayim why because Yerushalayim is a non Jewish city okay so all making sense that's that's one possibility says the Red duck, it says right it wasn't the day ein malach isel isha yashar whatever they wanted to do says the Red duck. They didn't do whatever they wanted when there was a shofe, they sinned. And then they prayed to God and they did they did right so God would save them. It's only by these three stories that it says A Malkhisell. And they, they and they did whatever they wanted. So that's what he says. So according to the Red dot he goes with the chronological order. This is the end of the book. And it's after Shimshon, we move on to the next. Whereas Rashi says, no, it's going to be at the at the beginning. There is even a possibility um, that one of the Mufarshims suggests that it happened after Yoshua, before Atniel. The problem with that the is that the, we're, we're told at the beginning of Yoshua that as long as Yoshua, or at the of Shoftim, I believe, that as long as Yoshua was alive and this kingdom afterwards, no one sinned. So that's a little bit hard. So the question is which one of these make more sense? So it's hard to imagine that these two or three incidents happen boom, boom, right after Shimshon dies. That's possible. So the question is: let's assume that Rashi is correct. This happened before Akhniobas. Or maybe it happens somewhere in the middle of the book. The question is, why is it that it's at the end of the book? And so perhaps the answer to that question is that we've seen so far that the stock of the Jewish people goes down, down, down. Ehud, Giddo, Yiftah, And so they're slowly going downward. It's this downward spiral that's reflected in what? It's reflected so perfectly in these three stories. The Jewish people who are not in a great place, all of a sudden we're gonna see in this story, it's called Tesel Mifa, they're gonna commit idolatry. Pilegish Begiva, they're going to commit adultery. And ultimately, it's going to lead to murder. And anybody that's listening carefully will note that those three aveirod are the cardinal sins. It's the three Averod that one is not supposed to do. And yet, the Jews do all three of them. So perhaps that's the reason why Rashi says, even though stories might have taken place earlier, it is at the perfect place. We see how far the Jews have sunk in the times of Shemshon. And therefore, it's only appropriate to record these three horrific stories at the very end, after Shimshon. So, what's to deal with this woman and her nine hundred uh, and her eleven hundred shekels? So he returns the money to his mother. She takes two hundred shekel and she gives it to the uh, the, the smith. And he makes a Pesel and he puts it in the house of Mithra. First question is, how does 1100 become 200? How did that go? She says I was marked 1100 and she actually she says, Shem to God. And yet in the end it's only 200. Secondly, does she trust her son? It's a good question. And who is this phantom lady? Listen to Rashi. She says an amazing thing. Rashi says, I've decided I'm going to consecrate it. I'm going to consecrate it to build a maseicha, some sort of idol, some sort of image to God. I'll give it to me, and I'll give it to them. They're those that say it's delila. Why? Because the is the same 1,100 silver. But and that's really hard. Because Micha came many years before Shimshon. Rashi the sheet tato. So why are they then back to back? Because the 1,100 pieces of silver, it's the wickedness of what money does. Money has such corruptive powers, corrupts Dalila, and it corrupts Mithra. So that's an uh, an interesting possibility that it's Dalila, but it's probably not Dalila, says Rashi, but at least he puts it out there. But what's the deal with 1100? How did it become 200? Redak says no, 200 was the amount that the smith got paid, and 900 he gets the silver to build the thing. So she says, I need an idol. He says, No problem, my services will cost 200 check. Well, and she says, Here's 1100, so make it have the 900 check well, that's that's left. That's one possibility. Barbara else says, No, you know, this is perfect. Originally, when she thinks she lost money, she says, God, it's all yours. But then she gets it back and she says, well, you know what, God, actually, you don't really need it so much. So you know what? I'm not going to give you all of it. I'm going to give you it. You'll get 200, not 11. Um, yeah, and that is a possibility. Um, Malvin says that he, the son, discouraged her. So it's an Aveira. Why would you want to build this? But she still said, you know what? Fine. Don't build me a big pastel. do pastel. A 200 shekel one, Not an 1100 shekel, 200 shekel. But you know what happens? Aveira, go rare at Aveira. She builds it. And then he keeps it. And then he turns it into a shrine. And so on and so forth. And we, we know how the story ends. Rav Ariel says the following: Shimshon Micha chatu So Shimshon and Micha are very tough people to understand because they sin, and yet their sin has within it tuma ukidusha. There is this conflict, this pull. Good says do this. Bad says do this. Who's going to win? Michal wants to do what God wants. Michal wants to be a good God. But he gets pulled in the opposite direction, too. And so, Foshl Dava, you know, the story's not going to end well. And Shimshon, is he any different? Shimshon wanted to be, not according to Rabbi Michael Hatt, but Michael had. But Shimshon wanted, according to Rabbi Yigal, to do the right thing. But you know what happens? He also wants the women. He's pulled by both Kodesh and Chol. It's the spiritual calling that he has to be a nausea of God with the impurity of the women of the Plishti women. They turn the service of God into the service of idols. This is not just about Micha. But Micha, a lot like Shimshon, is what? He's reflective of the people. Don't you see? God says, you're a fractured people who are what? You're so confused. You're so conflicted. On the one hand, you believe in me sometimes, and on the other hand, you don't. You're Ode Avoda Zara, and you're Hashem. It just doesn't work. You have to pick one, it can't be both. There's a, a way to understand sin in general is that sometimes God says, I'd rather you be a full sinner with Shema than to be this where you're both. See, because if you adapt a philosophy that's corrupt, it's broken, there's the hope that you could look at yourself in the mirror one day and say, this is not what I want to be. But if I'm from, And I'm an Oved, a Vodazar at the same time. And I could reconcile the two of them together. Then when I look in the mirror, I look at myself and I say, you know what? I'm fine. I'm okay. There's nothing to change. And that, that is the conflict that both Micha and Shimshon share. And that's in the micro, in the macro there's the Jewish people who suffer the same thing. Baish Micha lo, Beit HaVukim, Micha has the house of God. Baia seifod trafim He makes an eifod and he makes trafim. Baimalei at yad achad meha mi And he appoints his son to be the kohen. Maybe it's his b'chor. There was a time where the b'chor were the kohanim. Even though that has changed, but maybe, maybe there's still a little bit of that, that sense around. A is the clothing of a Kohen. What a trafim? Says there Al bag Trafim, we actually have the word trafim in Tanakh. Rachel stole her father's trafim. Why? One explanation. She stole the trafim because she didn't want her father to be an Obed of Urazarah. If that's the case, smash them to pieces. Why does she hold on to them? A beautiful shot is that Rachel knew Shroffin actually could tell the future. And she desperately wanted to know what her future was. Will I have any more children? What's my status as Yaakov's wife? What's my status as the mother of the Jewish people? They build Shroffin, says, to ask for future events, what's going to be, what's going to happen? Remember, in Shilo they have the the um Urimutum. There is the possibility to consult God. They can't consult God in the Bay Pesal Micha. So what do they have instead? They have the trafim. It can tell about the future also. The Malbim says, Gamefo He pays for it out of his own pocket. He cares. This matters to him. He He's willing to put his money where his mouth is to make this happen. I want to share with you an idea about the idea of Pesel amaseicha. Now You should just know, if you were to look in Tanakh, you would see Pesel HaMaseicha five times as a combo. Most of them in Shoften. Most of them are Perak and next peric. But the second, the first one, uh, this is number two, possibly. The first one is Arur Aisha Sheyasapesal Masichatuavat Hashem Masayde Harash, the samba Banu Kolaam, the Amru Amen. In Parsha Kitavo, the curses that are delivered to the Jewish people. First is a person who makes an idol or an image. To'avat Hashem, it's an abomination to God. It's made by man. Man puts it privately. Man hides it. Man does not want God to publicly know that he's worshipped. Yes, God will know privately, but he doesn't want to make a whole big public spectacle of it. The Sambasatres, what does he do? He borrows a hole. He does it quietly, privately. Not everybody knows about it. That's the first time. This is the second time. It's the first time, says Rabbi Michael Hattinson, say to Eagle that you have a person making an idol publicly. And some of the words are similar. First time. Yes, the Jews worship idol- idols in Bamidbar. Yes, the Jews worship idols in say for Shoftim. But publicly, to have a person that comes out and says, This is you HaRechel Yisrael. This is the God of Israel. It's the first time. But the person doesn't do it anymore. The Sambasatim. It's not quiet. It's not private. But it's publicly. Says so by Michael Hatton, nobody is embarrassed. Not embarrassed. There's no embarrassment on Micha's side to worship idols. It's done before Farhassia the It's bad news. That is where the Jewish people are. Now, how, how could that be? By The first time we're going to have this pasuk, it's going to come up three or four times in the next five parakim. And in these days, there was no king in Israel. People did whatever they wanted. Now, one way to read it would be, people did what was right. People did what was proper. But No. The other way to read it, which is the more likely one, is what did people do? They did whatever was good for me. I do it and I then say that's what God wants. I do it and I say that that is the will of God. That's the first part. Pasuk Zion. There is a young boy, a young man from Beit Lechem Yehudah as tells Beit Lachem Yudhak, there's another Beit Lachem, Mi Mishpachat Yehudah Vulevi. Now, what does it mean he's Mi Mishpachat Yudah? He can't be Mi Mishpachat Yudah. but he's me. So what Bazel is, he's from the area of Yehudah. Radak says, no, Ba Umar Kimo, Mi Mishpachat Yehudah. His mom is from Yehudah. Rashi quotes the Medrash and says of Bisho Asam Asam Shabam Yehudah. He acted, this boy acts like Menashe, the wicked king. we going to learn about him in a couple of years. Menasha, the wicked king, who gets the entire Jewish people to worship idols. He lived there. He goes, wanders. He's the wandering Levi. Lost Levite. What happens? He ends up Anhara so darko. He's going along his way. Says Rashi Derech Ali Chato. Along the way he stops there. Why does he stop there? Micha says where did he come from? I'm a Levite from Yehuda. And I'm going wherever I can go looking for a place to stay. Rashi says I'm looking for money. I have no way of making, of making ends meet. Do you have any suggestions? Any opportunities for me? But Alex, Israel gives a phenomenal shot. Phenomenal shot in these pshahs. He says, why is the Levi traveling? So he says, it's very simple. God said, Le- Levi, Levi, you have the land. Why do you have no land? You don't need land. Because your job is you're going to teach. You're going to inspire. You're going to coach. You're going to guide spiritually the Jewish people. That's your job. job. So long as you do your job and the Jews want you to do their job, everything will be fine. They'll pay you and you'll be able to sustain yourselves. They reached a point in time where nobody wanted to listen to the levi. So there was no money for them. So this levi is lost and says, I'm going, B'asher, I'm tzah, wherever I can make my make a, 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 enough to make ends meet. I want you to stay here, and you'll be my leader, my kohen. I'll give you money every year, and I'll give you clothing every year, I'll give you food every year, and the levi says, I'm in. The levi wanted to go with the man. We have the same exact language by Moshe Reveinu, also a levi, he says by Yitro, the boy was like one of his own sons. The Malbim says that he desired to stay. Why? He needed to make ends meet. He did not want to be the Aved Kohen. But time took its toll and eventually he became evil as well. He becomes Micha takes his Levi and he becomes a Kohain. So he says, "I think now," says "it's all good. Hashem will be good to me because I made the Levi into a Kohain." It was at this time when. There was no king in the Jewish people. Everybody did whatever they wanted to do. Whatever was good in his eyes. I have to tell you, I have terrible eyesight. not embarrassed. It's been that way since fifth grade when all of a sudden one day I went from being able to see well to not being able to see at all. Got nice thick, thick glasses and I've had them since I'm 10 or 11 years old. And when I go to the the eye doctor, I, I always am embarrassed because even with my glasses off, I could just barely see the big letter on the top. The amazing thing is if I take off my glasses and you ask me what letters are there, I'm going to have the same problem here. I can see the E and nothing else. But if no one else is there to correct me, I can say whatever letters I think and they might be right. I just don't know. It's only when there's someone else there. And when I look at the second line and I say, I don't know, FD. And then the person says, no, it's a P. Only then do I know I'm wrong. A melech There was no one to guide them. No one to coach them. Everybody did whatever it was, it was told but a nav. And Micha says at the end, he says, it's going to be good because Hashem, I have made it. A coin. From shave it lazy. Perhaps the message of the entire parak is we have this mother. She does what's right in her eyes. But it's not necessarily what's right in the eyes of God. Micha builds this house. But again, it's not what's right in the eyes of God. It's what he convinces himself is right in the eyes of God. And the Levy is no different. They're all people that perhaps have a spark of godliness in them. But instead of using that spark of godliness, what they end up doing is they end up perverting their ways and going in quite the wrong direction. I'll end with a nice idea by by, Rav Galaria. It says, Yaakov makes a promise when he leaves to go to Charan. He says, everything I get will be promised to God. Yaakov says, I know God needs a house, so I'll follow what he wants. What does Micha say? The exact opposite. He says, "You know what? I I think that we need a house for God, so I'll build it the way I want God to be." The the Lady was not all trele; he wasn't a a fully good or a fully bad person. He has this spark of godliness in it, but that's not really what his main objective is. His main objective is how do I get past this challenges I have? And everything is about finding a parnasa that's respectable. He believed necessarily in Pesel Micha, But what is it? He wanted to take care of himself. They all did what they wanted. What they perceived is what God wanted. Next week, we'll take a look and see what happens to Micha and his Pesel and who this Levi is, and we'll find out a little more about him. Mir I hope that when we learn this time next week, Chalel Yisrael will see all the Yeshua that it needs, and we'll go, Thank you so much again for joining us. We keep walking in the ways of the prophets. Have a great week.